Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Can somebody look up to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you for your passion. Turn with me to Acts, the first chapter. First three verses, and then I'm going to let you sit down. It says this, the former treaties have I made, O, Theoph o Theophilus, all that Jesus began to do and to teach. Until the day which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. This is our focus scripture for the next couple of weeks. To whom? He showed himself alive. Tell somebody, he showed himself alive. After his passion. After his passion. His passion was to die. Can y'all imagine that? His passion was to go through a period of torment and torture. To die. Everybody loves to applaud and to... Look at this little swaddling baby Jesus, looking like he sucked his thumb, like, like the Gerber baby and all that stuff. But Jesus was born to be a sacrifice. He was born to die. Uh, he was born to die a twisted death. The, 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 the Word of God said there was no beauty to even look upon him. He took on the whole sins of the world. Y'all seen when somebody's been ravaged by sin, how ugly and how dried up the devil can make you look. Can you imagine Jesus taking all the sins of the whole world upon him? He looked like a monster. Oh, they have paintings of Jesus. Look at he, he looking like this, and he got a little trickle bun of blood, and you know, and they got a little piercing in his side, and they show a little whip on his back that looked like a little bruise, like, like we fell and we got a little abrasion. But they say he was twisted. You know, and, they, and, they, and they, they put him up there, and they put the paintings and depiction of, of Jesus with a little lawn cloth. But the truth of the matter is, they wanted to humiliate him. What way you humiliate? Let a man lay up that naked, bleeding. Every fluid that's in him, every system that's meant to hold bile in your digestive system is leaking out of him. All the water, all the blood, all everything you can imagine is leaking. Can you imagine the flies and the maggots that are starting to feast on the blood and the body of our Jesus? Can you imagine? He became a monster so that you could live. It was his passion. It was his desire. He saw you. He even had a moment of frailty. He said, Father, Father, why have thou forsaken me? 
You know why? Because even God the Father had to turn his back on the sin that he saw. He would have destroyed his own son. That's the reason we're serious. That's the reason we go hard after God the way that we do. It's because of the passion that Jesus displayed for you and I. Can somebody lift your hand and say, God, thank you for your passion. Passion is intense, intense love, intense desire. Isaiah 53 and 1 says, Who have believed the rep our report? And whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? This is, the, this is the prophet Isaiah prophesying the death of Jesus. For he shall grow up before him a tender plant. And as a root out of dry ground, he have no form or no commonness to which we shall see him. Therefore, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Everybody say, I want Jesus. But you didn't want that Jesus who was on the cross. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as we were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Y'all, this is the gospel. But he was wounded for our transgression. Can you imagine you did something? Tell somebody, I've done something. Tell somebody, I've transgressed before. Can you imagine somebody else getting punished for what you did? He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. For the dirty, rotten, nasty things that I was due. He was slain before I did it. He was bruised before I did it. He was wounded before I committed the sin. He said, I knew you were going to do it. I already paid the price for it. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Can I tell you the only reason sometimes you, you sleep at night? Because he took chastisement upon himself. When the devil would come and torment you in the middle of the night, he said, devil, you can't do it. Look at the wounds that, 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 that my creation, the chastisement of my peace. That's why we call it Exchange Sunday. The chastisement of my peace. He was wounded. He was chastised. They plucked the beard, the hands out of his beard. They spit in his face for my peace. We're talking about the passion of Jesus, y'all. We're not talking about some, 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 some suave looking with wavy hair looking guy that looked like a German and looked like he stepped out of a GQ magazine. We're talking about Jesus. The Christ became a monster because of his passion. Because 
because of his passion, y'all. I want y'all to get it. I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but I want you to know that it was passion that drove him to that cross. It was passion. He thought about you when they whipped him with a cat of nine tails along his back. Then they said, they said that, that, they said that the blades of steel and glass that was in that whip, that, that the normal man would pass out after one hit from that, from that cat of nine tails. And yet still he was able to withstand 39 stripes for you. It was because of his passion. He died a bloody death. The lamb who was slain before the foundation of the earth. So before there was ever earth to you to be on, for you to sin in, he already died for what you were about to do. A price has already been paid for what you're about to do. For the sin that you would commit. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Tell somebody beside you, tell them with his stripes. We are which is a statement of present tense. With his stripes that he was whipped with, we are because he was. Because he was wounded, bruised, and whipped, we are because he was. Touch somebody in agreement. Tell them we are. We are healed. It's a matter of fact that we are healed. We are healed. Not gonna be. Not hoping we'll be. Somebody need to touch a spot and say, I am healed. Because of what he was, I am. Because of what he was, I am. If y'all would learn to read the Bible, not just read the Bible, because he was, I am. His passion. Somebody lift your hands and say passion. You may be seated. We cannot discuss his passion without putting the responsibility on us as Christians. How many Christians do we have in the building? How many Christ-like Jesus followers do we have in this building? I don't want you to say, I am a Christian, but there's no such thing as a Christian. Tell somebody, I am Christian. I am Christian. I am Christ-like. I am a Christ imitator. <laughs> Tell somebody, I am Christian. 
It is not who I am trying to be. It is who I am. I am the embodiment of Jesus Christ. I am the warehouse of his Holy Spirit. I am Christian. And we cannot talk about us being Christian, Christ-like beings, without imitating the Christ whom we say we serve. Now, am I saying that God is calling us to have a passion to die? No, I am not. Even though it may, even though that may be, that may be a a decision that we may have to make one day. Because I mean, you know, this 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 world is becoming more and more evil, and they hate the name and those who represent Jesus all the more. Oh, don't think it can happen. It can't happen. There are people meeting right now in secret caves in countries. Because they cannot proclaim Jesus openly. If they do, that they are they are shot and killed in the street. So many times we in we in America we take it for granted that we can assemble openly. Amen. Freedom of speech also gives gives voice for crazy people to talk. But I thank God that it gives us the right to assemble in the name of Jesus. But y'all, it's about his passion. So we cannot call ourselves imitators, followers, and disciples of Jesus Christ without imitating his passion. Tell somebody, I must imitate his passion. Y'all know what passion, the, the, the best thing I can liken his passion to is this. <laughs> I think it's Percy Slade when a man loves a woman, right? But how many of y'all know when a man loves a woman or a woman loves a man or a teenage girl got puppy love and vice versa? There is such passion that what they perceive is love blinds. Anybody ever, anybody ever been blinded by love? Come on, just tell the truth. Your family couldn't tell you nothing? Say, baby, he ain't the one. She ain't the one. Oh, but I love, oh, mama, you just don't know, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. I love him. Everybody else can see all the signs. Everybody else can see all the red flags. But you're so blinded by love. And Lord, don't let sex come into play. It will blind you. That's the reason, and for those who are single and young, that's the reason sex is meant for in, in, in the, in, in the, in the uh, covenant of marriage. You know why? Because when my wife gets on my nerves, it is the holy bond that we have through the miracle and the institution of marriage and, and sex in marriage that allows me to forget all the wrong that she's done. You know why? Because it blinds me to her faults because I love her so much. Because our souls are tied. And the two shall become one. 
Tell somebody, it will blind you. It will blind you. It will blind you. And sometimes being blind is good, but when you're not in the right position, it blinds you. It cuts off your senses because all you can think about is how much I love. Well, guess what? God is so in love with us. And we'll talk about another kind of love. Oh, okay. I was going to talk about it today, but I'm going to save it for it's Saint Sunday. There was a love that God has that is so blind that he looks beyond everything that you, that you are. He looks beyond it because there's so much passion there. Oh, I know, I know already that you're going to go back on what you say, but I love you anyway. And I'm going to take you back even though you keep messing up. Now, we can't frustrate grace. And his mercy can run out. But tell somebody, he loves me. And so God wants us to have passion. Somebody say passion. It's the same passion that drives somebody to look past all the faults of another person to still love them. Another passion is the passion of a parent to their child. I see parents know that your child is going to steal from you. Know that they done went to your secret place and found your emergency money. Know that they're going to go out there and use it for something bad. Know that they lied to you to your face and you still going to help them out. Even after you said, get, it, get in trouble again, you're going to be out there by yourself. And they said, man, you lying. You're going to come rescue me again. You know why? Because they know your passion. They know that your love is so deep. And there is no love like the love for a parent for his child. But see, in this day, we don't see it as much because we're living in the last day. In the last days, people will have unnatural affection. Fathers will be against sons, mothers will be against daughters. I can carry you for nine months and leave you out there on the step, and it won't even bother me. I'm moving on to the next thing, so I can go to the club tomorrow night. Tell us about unnatural affection. That's unnatural. That's unnatural. Anything that comes from you, it ought to be, I'm drawn to you. That's passion. Passion will, passion will, 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 will drive a parent. Then when it ain't no food in the house, I'm just going to drink water and eat some popcorn, but I'm going to let the children eat tonight. Tell somebody passion. Passion, if, if I go crazy, I'm going to make sure my children are looking decent when they go to school. Passion will draw you, will drive you to work three jobs just to get the income of one to make sure that your children are taken care of. I'm talking about when you love somebody, you will do things that make no sense and drive your body to the limit all because there is a passion. And God is saying, I want my people to have passion, not only for the natural things in his life, but I need you to reciprocate the same passion of which I gave you. I want you to give me the same passion back. After all, I saved you, I raised you, I cleaned you up. 
put some teeth back in your mouth. I did, I did all that kind of stuff. Made you look good. And the minute you get to walking and you go get to looking good, we forget about our passion. How many of you remember when you first saved? You used to speak to the bird, say, hello, bird. God bless you in Jesus' name. You used to tell everybody about Jesus. Walk around like you were floating on air, smiling ear to ear, about to get your ears wet, smiling so bad. Told everybody about Jesus. You stayed in your word. You were hungry. You were eating. Couldn't keep you away from the house of God. But somewhere along the way, we woke up one day and we lacked passion. Somewhere along the way, reading our Bible became a chore. Somewhere along the way, we got bored in prayer. Can you believe it? An opportunity to talk with the creator of the universe, to tell him how much you love him and to hear the secrets in the universe, to, for him to tell you the secrets of the kingdom of God, for him to give you the advantage in life. We get bored talking to the creator. Tell somebody passion. You know how I know it? On Tuesday night, when we, when we come to pray, it's 10% of the people here. Passion. Now, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but the truth is the truth. But let something happen to your, to, 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 to your nappy head son, Ray Ray, and then you want to chase the man of God down to pray. Because you feel like you can't, get it through, you, you can't get one through because he might not recognize your voice because you never talked to him. Somebody say Passion. If I talk to you when I don't need you, you'll hear me when I do need you. Somebody say passion. There's a couple things I want you to write down and we're going to get out of here in just a minute. Your behavior is a window into your passion. Listen to me. I'm not saying your actions, because anybody can mimic some actions. Anybody can come in church for two hours and act saved. Anybody can, 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 can go on YouTube and study the vernacular of Christian people and learn how to talk Christianese. But let me sit still and watch your behavior. Anybody can act for a while. But your behavior shows me where your passion lies. What is your behavior? Your, your behavior is a series of actions that create patterns. That's your behavior. My wife is a teacher, and she don't call a parent the first time a child does something. But if they do it on a consistent, consistent basis, it then becomes a behavioral issue. Am I telling the truth? It's not what you do one, 
two or three times, it's what you do on a continual basis which shows me your, where your passion lies. I've had the unfortunate pleasure of firing a lot of people before. <laughs> Both secularly and in the, in the Christian arena. Because I'm a passionate person, I'm an all-in person. When you get me, you get all of me. Whether I'm getting paid or not, when I'm off the clock, I'm thinking about what I can do best because I'm an all-in person. And when you're an all-in person, you need people around you who are all-in. And the funny thing about when people are in interviews, people say all the right things. They present their representative because they want a job, because they want a position. But if you give it about six to eight weeks, long after they have gotten the position, sit back and watch their behavior. Do they show up early? Do they stay late? Do they leave things undone? Do they follow through on tasks? Their behavior is going to end up coming out in the wash as to where their passion lies. Are they just here for a check? Are they just here for benefits? Or are, they, are they here to move the organization further ahead? So as it is with the kingdom of God. Are you here for the fish and the loaves? Are you here for the emergency management plan? That in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place. Are you here for him just to be your ambulance, your EMT? Or are you here to advance the cause of the kingdom? Somebody say passion. Passion drives perception. Passion drives perception. Somebody say perception. perception. There can be two people to which a bad circumstance happens. And based on the person's passion, one person's man, look, this is too hard. We got to give it up. No, you see it as an obstacle, but I see it as an opportunity. And your perception, the way that you see things, is born out of your passion. You never know people that give up real easy. Then there are others that have a stick to in their spirit. God never promised that this was going to be easy, y'all. People have promised and have spoken and said that when you come to God, everything is going to be easy. Every day is going to be Sunday. There are going to be flowers blooming everywhere. And all the promises are yea and amen. And that's in the Bible. But the Bible also says that we will also suffer persecution. The Bible also says that many of the afflictions of the righteous... But the Lord, he what, y'all? He delivers us from them all. And I'm, and, and, and I'm going slow, and, and I'm not going to hold you much longer. 
But I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk in the next couple of minutes, right before we leave, about three things that I want you to lean in and listen very intently. There are three things that I want you to start taking assessment of, and there are three things that I want you to start to be on the lookout for from the enemy or those that the devil will use. We're born with passion. There may be people that may see, and, and let's not let's not conflate and let's not confuse passion with excitement and emotionalism. See, a lot of times we as black people, we, we, we confuse emotionalism and hucking and bucking with passion. But passion means can you endure something? See, I love y'all, but if I'd been Jesus, the first whip on my back, yo, I'm done. Check, please, I'm good. I'm done. But Jesus has so much passion that he was able to endure the cross. And that's the problem in the, in the body of Christ today, that we don't have the endurance to stick through anything. The minute that something gets pressurized on us, the minute that something gets unfavorable, the minute that something gets to where it puts us in a tight place and, it, and, and we're layering on a bed of rocks instead of a bed of feathers, we are ready to move on to the next church. We are ready to move on to the next ministry. We are ready to move on to the next calling. I thought you said God called you here. Oh, well, that was then. This is a new season and God has called me. He has, he has endued me with a new calling. Come on, man. Quit playing. You got a passion for ease. <laughs> and you don't have a passion to produce. Tell somebody we must have passion. So three things I want you to want you to want to warn you of. I want you to warn you of what the devil is trying to do. And I've told you many times before that the devil cannot stop you. His next objective is to make you ineffective. And what better way than to stifle your passion? The same passion. How many of you remember when you were saved, the passion that you had? Now, how much can be honest that our passion is not once where it was? Amen? The first thing is suppressed passion. Somebody say suppressed. The devil in this world system would have us to believe that us being passionate about serving Jesus Christ is outside of the mainstream. He would have us to believe that we're being fanatical and we're crazy and we're stupid and nobody pays attention to us and that we're uneducated and we're being ignorant. And so what he will do is he will set up a system where trusting God, believing God, exercising your faith looks crazy. People will say stuff like, why you spend so much time down at church? People will say something, girl, don't be so heavenly minded, you know earthly good. Anybody heard that one? Those are the suppressors in life. You know why? Because you know what? Your righteousness is a, is a rebuke to their lives. And as you go after and you seek God, 
it's shining a mirror on them and I, would, I want you to bring your level of living down so it doesn't make me feel as bad about what I'm not doing in my life. Tell somebody, there are suppressors in life. In 2 Samuel, the sixth chapter, David was so happy that the Ark of the Covenant was coming back. The presence of the Lord was coming back. The Word of God said that he was, he was leading a parade out in front of the Ark of the Covenant. And they said he was dancing so much till his clothes started coming off. And his wife, Michael, Michael, Michelle, whatever you want to call her, who was Saul's daughter, she was the reward of him slaying Goliath. She said, look at you. She stood up on her stoop. Wasn't down there on the street level. She stood up on her balcony and said, look at the king. The word of God said she despised David in her heart because of his display in gratitude to his God. Tell somebody, don't let suppressors shut you down. Second Samuel 6, chapter 20, verse says this. It says, when David returned home to bless his own family, Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him and said in disgust, look at, look at this, y'all. How distinguished the king of Israel looked today. She's mocking him. Shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. And David retorted to her and says, Look, look, look at this, this is the reply you need to have. I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father. Look at this, y'all. And all his family. He appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I celebrated before the Lord. And yes, I am willing to look even more foolish than this. King James said, I'm willing to look even more undignified than this. What am I saying, people of God? When the suppressors in your life, and, it, and as I'm speaking, is anybody showing you some suppressors? When, it's a, when the suppressors in your life come to tell you why you're doing this and why you keep them children in church all why you keep them boys in church all you're going to make them weak and you're going to make them soft. It says, you don't realize that I am paying homage and I'm paying respect and I am worshiping my God. And you know what? If this makes you mad, watch what, watch to the level and the degree that I'm going to praise him. If my praise bothers you, I'm going to become even more undignified. If using my faith bothers you, I'm going to exercise my faith even the more. If, 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 if declaring Jesus' name in the marketplace bothers you, then you are really about to hate me in the future. See, you have to understand the devil comes to suppress. He wants to snuff out the name of Jesus. But tell somebody, I will become even more undignified than this. Come on, y'all talk. Come on, come on. Get KW off your mind. We're going to leave in a minute. Tell somebody, I will get more undignified than this. 
You ain't got passion to sit for 45 minutes and listen. Come on, snap yourself together. It's the word of God. You sit and watch a marathon or a scandal. It won't miss a beat. Tell somebody to snap out of it. Where's your passion? Your behavior is an indication of your passion. Somebody say passion. The next one is misdirected passion. Somebody say misdirected. I believe that we are born with all the passions. The same way we were born with a measure of faith, I believe that we're born with a measure of passion. But what the devil wants us to do is misdirect our passion. I believe that people, people don't lose passion. Listen to me closely. I believe that people don't lose passion. You know what they do? They redirect it. They just give their passion to something else. You don't lose it. You just lost it for that. But you still got passion somewhere. In our worship, and I'm not talking about just the lifted hands, but how many know your life is worship? Can I tell you something? There, there is a distinct difference. Angels were created to worship. I want you to listen to me. Angels were, crea were, were created to worship. Tell somebody angels were, were created to worship. But we were created as worshipers. Now, you may think that sounds like the same, but that's different. Angels' purpose was to worship. But we were created as worshipers, which means this. We are always worshiping. The question is, what are we worshiping? We are always worshiping. But the question is, people of God, what are you worshiping? Are you worshiping God? Are, are you worshiping? You know, some people, they, they, they real gym rats, and they love to be in. And, 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 they, and they, look, look at your behavior. You're drinking everything. You're taking all the right supplements for your body. You, 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 you do it. You do it. You wake up 5 a.m. in the morning to go run to get your cardio in, but you won't read your Bible. What are you worshiping? What are you worshiping? What are you worshiping? Now don't lean back on me now, lean forward. What are you worshiping? Ask somebody, what are you worshiping? People will, make, people will rather make sure they got the latest German or Japanese luxury car so that people can see them looking around fine, but you won't trust God with your finances. The question is, what are you worshiping? I don't look at your actions. I look at your behavior. Your behavior says... My trust and my reliance is in the finance company that I pay $500 for for a car that's depreciating rather than sowing it to the kingdom of God to where if a seed leaves my hand, it will never leave my life. Ask somebody, what are you worshiping? You are always worshiping. The question is, what are you worshiping? Some of us made gods out of our children. 
Somebody made, some people made gods out of careers and all those things. And so God says, what I'm, what, the, the peek into what you worship is where I look at your passion. Am I saying you got to walk around, you got to drive around in a hoopty? No, I'm not. Am I saying that you can't spend time with your family? No, I'm not. Because God gave us a family as a blessing, but we must be balanced. But we, are, we must know that God is the first. It's God. Then family. I'm going to say that again for those that may not have heard me. Maybe, maybe I wasn't speaking. It's God. Then family. Then career and all those things. God said, not only do I want the first fruit of your increase, I want the first fruit of your time. I want the first fruit of your time. And here's, here's the danger, y'all. We're about to go. Godly passions that are ignored or suppressed can easily turn into worldly passions or lust. It's the pride of life. And lust ain't always talking about wanting to get in bed with somebody and want somebody's body. You can lust after status so bad that you end up getting yourself in debt to impress people who you don't even like and are not going to help you pay that bill. I want to be accepted so bad that I got to live in this side of the neighborhood. Then my kids got to wear Jordans. I've got to have a pocketbook with an MK on it. When, you should, when the bag that you're carrying should never be more than the money that you got in your account. I'm not saying nothing wrong with it. I, lo- I, I got it. I, lo- I love, I like to wear nice clothes. But I'm not doing it at the risk of worship. Somebody say worship. And the last thing is, the devil wants to make your worship and your passion dormant. Somebody say dormant. He wants it just to go to sleep. You never lose it. He just wants to give it a sedative so it just goes to sleep. Somebody say passions. God desires for us to live a life of the kingdom of God with passion. Everybody standing. Everybody's standing. Can you hold hands with that person beside you? Yeah, that's it. Well, first of all, by a show of hands, how many 
can say that this message hit you on a level that challenged you regarding your passions. See, the passion was just, I'm, 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 first of all, I'm thankful for Jesus Christ's passion. Because I will be lost with no opportunity to be, to be reconciled without his passion. But I can't recognize and be thankful for a passion that I'm not willing to imitate. Us acknowledging his passion puts a demand on us that we must imitate his passion. If you're truly thankful, then imitate me. Oh, my God. That's what God is saying today. If you're truly thankful, then imitate me. Forget Thank you, for, thank you for the emotional jump and crying and the tear. But if you're really thankful, let it show up in your behavior. If you really want me, if you really appreciate my dying on the cross, if you really appreciate the stripes that I took on my back, if you really appreciate the thorns that were like three and four inches long that went into uh, my skull and penetrated my skull and went into my brain, I need to see some, sh some, some shifts in your behavior. And therein lies your passion. So don't use me like the fire alarm break in case of emergency. God desires people of God to do awesome things through us, but it's going to require that we achieve and maintain passion. Let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, everybody holding hands. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the word today. That has found us. Lord, we call ourselves Christians. Imitators of your son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your convicting spirit, it doesn't come to condemn, but it gives us a, a, just a gentle nudge that there is more that I require of you. There is more that I want and need you to do. But it requires passion. Passion that must endure in tough times. Passion that must endure the hardness as a good soldier. So Lord, I thank you today, Lord, that you use this message as a gentle reminder to your people for us to augment and to change our behavior. For in our behavior in lies the window into our passions. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to forgive us for allowing the world to suppress our passions and to hide the light of the gospel under a bushel, God. Lord, we're going to be like David, God. If you call us to dance in front of people and to look undignified, God, will do it. If you call us to proclaim your name in a board meeting, 
<laughs> and to pray at the staff meeting, God will do it. <laughs> if you call us, Lord, to rebuke something where the devil is raging and to step out, out of the closet and, and, and stop the devil in his tracks knowing that it's going to cause us to look different, God. We will no longer let the devil suppress our passion and our love for you. And on top of that, God, we will no longer misdirect our passions. The thing that belongs to you, Lord, the best of our time, the best of our resources, the best of our energy, the best of our talents, God, we're going to give them to you. Whether we get paid or not, whether we get recognized or not, whether we get stood up, whether we get certificates or not, God, our desire is that we pour out our passion. For God, you said in John 3 and 16, you so loved, you means you had so much passion for the world that you gave your, the only thing that you could give to redeem us back, God. You gave us your only begotten son, God. So we thank you today. And Lord, for those who may not have redirected their passions, but they let their passions die. They let their passions go dormant because of hopelessness and disappointment. Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, that you are breathing life back into our hope. Lord, where we used to read your word, we used to enjoy being in your presence. But now we get bored praying. Our mind wanders when we read the word of God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we have a new passion for your presence. We have a new passion for your word. We have a new passion, Lord, for witnessing to people who are lost, God. That you give us a, that you reinvigorate our passion, God, to evangelize, God. That you reinvigorate, God, our passion, God. Lord, it was our fault, God. We let the cares of this life, God, stifle and snuff out our passion, God. But today, God, we take the shackles, God, off of what has suppressed us, God. And Lord, we renew our passions to you today. Lord, it's not easy, God, but it's going to be worth it, God. We promise to endure, to stick it out, God. Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, that you are encouraging the hand that we hold. Thank you, Lord, that you are, you are re-infusing, you are reinvigorating the passion. Give us back the joy of our salvation, God. For we wanted you and you alone. Lord, give us a new passion, Lord, for your presence. And Lord, show us the suppressors in our lives. And Lord, Lord, let us stand boldly and rebuke the voice of the enemy that is trying to suppress us and suppress our faith and suppress our confession and, su and suppress our expectation. God, we will not lower the bar, God. We will not lower the bar. 
but we will increase our expectation, our faith, and we will increase our passion. God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for an opportunity for corrections. Lord, for you said you correct and you chasing those who you love, God. You have so much passion that you won't let us continue to go the way in error, God. So we thank you. Lord, so we're going to have a new passion for serving God. We're going to have a new passion for witnessing God. We're going to have a new passion for sowing into good works, God. We're going to have a new passion, God, to love again, to trust again, to do which is hard, God, and to stick into it. God, we love you. We thank you. And we seal this prayer and what we've heard today with an amen, 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 and amen. We give God praise. If you're a recipient of this word, come on. Come on, give God a praise. Come on, thank him every day, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my passion coming back. Thank him every day my passion is coming back. My passion is coming back. Come on, come on, declare it, declare it. My passion is coming back. It's not all in the feeling, Lord, but I thank you, Lord, that passion is coming back. Passion for your word is coming back. Passion for prayer is coming back. Passion for witnessing God is coming back. Passion for seeing your will being established in the earth. God is coming back. Come on, somebody give God a praise if you know that it's coming back. Come on, hold three people around you and tell them it's coming back. It's coming back. I thought I lost it, but my passion is coming back. My passion is coming back. My passion to see God's kingdom established. It's coming back. It's coming back. I no longer get passed by that prostitute. It should disturb me in my spirit. Tell the body my passion is back. God, we thank you. Suppress it. 
directed my passion somewhere else so it wouldn't hurt me there. I let it go to sleep, but my passion is back. I thank you. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship if you are ever in the greater triad area we would love for you to be our vip for weekend worship experience on sundays at 10 30 a.m on behalf of pastor tony and the fellowship family thank you again for joining us and remember to love god love people and impact the world